You're listening to the Build to Rent Podcast. Build to Rent Podcast. Welcome to the Build to Rent Show. Steve Olson here, along with Chase Levitt and Sherita Zanger. We're glad to have you. We're going to continue our, our dialogue about what's happening in the market from our our last episode. Make sure you follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hear people say that on podcasts. But I do have a question because I did see this the other day, thanks to Gavin, who you can't see right now, but he's here making sure we don't screw up too badly. Do you look at TikTok? I said that like an old person. Do you look at TikTok? But does I that do a, not. You do not. Do you? I've been on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok, but <laughs> okay. I do watch TikToks because my kids send them to me. Okay. They so are, I am an old person. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Okay. Yeah. They are ridiculous. Tik, TikTok is ridiculous. But when I get looking, it's it like it sucks you in. Uh-huh. It's a rabbit hole. Uh-huh. Yeah. But so I was looking at it the other day. I'll confess. I did it. I looked at it. And we're on there. <laughs> Bill Duran's show is on TikTok. So. And we're on Instagram. Yes. Oh, Instagram really? Page. Yeah. So Gavin takes the best, most nonsensical parts of the show and puts them on TikTok because that's what's on TikTok. Yeah. So nice. go follow us on TikTok and Instagram. So the new trendy thing about TikTok is for governors to ban it on state-run devices because it is a Chinese spy program. It is sucking up all your data. And uh, there's like people in China that are going, oh, okay, she likes to look at this and that. And so that's how we'll take over America. Yeah. Joe Rogan has a whole podcast on it. And that's why my husband no longer does t- watch TikTok. And I'm like, well, they already have your information. You're already on yeah, there. They got you already. So nice yeah. try, big guy. But yeah. That's exactly why I've stayed off. Because of the Chinese <laughs> spy thing? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to know what they're what they uh, think they're going to get from but that. But it said something about like, and I may be speaking wrong, but it was saying something that it can even if like you're on it, it can then access anyone else in your family or on your some like Jeez. there was some weird connection where I'm like, well, then in that case, we're all corrupted, at, right? Like if yeah. if you can get into different contacts or do different things with family or yeah. device, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not savvy like that. I just they were talking yeah. about that. Couple weeks ago at my house. Well, when I look at it, I, I do feel like I get stupider by the second. But we're trying to do our part around here to combat the stupidity. Like, remember all the nurses dancing during COVID? Yeah. Are you I, saying you want to dance? No. Stop okay. it. Stop okay. it. Okay. I was going to say, we're not doing one of those things. Yeah. We could have our kids do it. I, I was going to, you know what? I'll just step in it and I'll say it. But I got really mad during COVID when, you know, it was a serious thing and hospitals were full and medical staff was like, this is a problem, be safe. But then I see a nurse TikTok dance and I wanted to call bull. It, it made me, whether that's true or not, that's how it made me feel. So Well, you should be attending to the patients, right? Because in our mind as the general public, you don't have any more rooms for anybody. So why would you have free time to You're do a TikTok doing, dance? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. So We're trying to add value because it's like if you do a just a, a, a TikTok thing, it kind of feels like you've got a lot of time on your hands. Well, because I've seen my kids do these a few times and like they have to do a few takes, right? Yeah. You don't get the yeah. little dance or skit right the first time. Or my daughter actually had me do one the other day. Some like Mary kill whatever thing it was hilarious oh, like, ma- with, like <laughs> with cartoon characters and then like yeah. different singers and stuff it was actually pretty funny so every once in a while they get me to 
do some TikTok. So TikTok is stupid, but make sure you follow us on TikTok. And Instagram. Yeah. Wow, we're shameless. Yeah. Uh, plug away, plug away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we were talking um we were talking last time about just this this uh cap rate, the change, what investors are thinking. And we wanted to share with you, we are cutting edge research, Ivy League grade TikTok research here at the Build the Rent Show. So I, I was curious, um, over a period of about six weeks, especially, uh, you know, Chase and I talked on the last episode about a deal we recently did. Certain deals were, were trading, investors were interested, the cash flow of a new build worked, but certain were certain deals were definitely not interesting, right? You could almost hear people yawn to your, your email box. So I thought, where are people at? What is an investor who's buying, in our case, multifamily properties? What are they thinking about right now? So I sent out a survey, said, hey, look, I don't know what's happening in the market right now. I'm not going to try to tell you that I do, but I'd like to know where you're at. So as soon as we know what's going on here, we could be of use to you potentially. And so I gave you guys some copies of this, but uh, here, here's a, one question. And we had a good amount of respondents, so I feel okay counting uh, this in percentages, not saying like, yeah, we had 75% and there were three people that took the survey. Just know it's a, it's a good number. It's statistically significant. I learned that phrase the other day. All right. So um, are you interested or, or are you in the market for small multifamily properties over the next 12 months? small multifamily or fourplexes and stuff. I think you can, to a degree, extrapolate this out to bigger properties or even smaller ones. 93.8%, um, yes, depending on the price or terms. And then the remainder, no, the market is too volatile and I'm on the sidelines for the foreseeable future. I think we've said on the show before that the money's out there. Mm -hmm. This seems to support that, doesn't it? Yeah. And the 6%, let's be honest, probably didn't have the money to be in the market anyway. Or there are those perma bears, the people that just felt like the world is going to be ending for some time. Like I did ask some questions about cap rates further in this survey. There's some that are kind of funny, and, okay. and, and we'll, we'll get into that. Um, so the majority of what the three of us do together in the build for rent space is in the Intermountain West, a little bit in, uh, in Texas. I'm working on some stuff in the Midwest right now. So we asked this question um, with that in mind, everybody, which markets are you interested in? And keep in mind, people could select multiple uh, responses. Do you guys have that one pulled up? Yep. You want to tell us? So 84.6% said Utah, 60% said Idaho, 64% said Texas, and 66.2% said Arizona. Okay. So... Utah won, right, obviously. And I think part of that's probably just because that's our home base. That's where we started. Mm -hmm. That's where we eat, sleep, and drink type of a thing. Um, you know, followed by Arizona, Texas, and then Idaho, which were all pretty close to each other. I, mean, I think, though, that too, um, not to sound like a homer, but Utah's economy is still pretty good. Mm hmm and, I, and that's not to say that these other states, these all states have all done very, very well. I, Idaho's kind of taken it on a chin, on the chin lately. Oh, Boise prices and and everything. And, and you wonder, you know, are they getting the in-migration that they were during COVID? I, 
spoiler alert, they're, they're still getting a good amount of it. Not like it was before where there's like buses coming in from Oregon every day. Right. <laughs> but in California, yeah, it's not like it was Utah has that advantage though of we make all our own people, <laughs> right? <laughs> we just crank them out. And for a while they've been moving in and they still are moving in, but, uh, Utah has the highest natural birth rate in the country. So maybe there's some people thinking about, about that too. But everybody was interested in those, in those markets still all above 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here, here's a good one. When we talk about like price discovery, and I don't think you guys have this one because the chart got a little wonky and me screenshotting it to you didn't, didn't work great. But um what figures are you most interested in for you to decide what a good deal is in quotes? So get this, you could select more than one, but the, the, uh, the winner is very, very clear here. <laughs> okay. 52% said cap rate. 87% said positive cash flow. 18% said replacement cost compared to similar inventory. And then 7% said other. I don't know what that would be. Maybe taxes or something like that. Supports our case again. There's money out there that wants to, to be put to work. 87% positive cash flow. Hard to get that though. Jump in with any comments, but I've got another one here. And then we'll, we'll break for a comment. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. I had a gentleman reach out to me a couple weeks ago about some Arizona properties that we had on the market. And he said, well, I just want something that's a good deal. Like, do you have somebody that's like, it's a distressed property and I can come in and fix it up? And I said, well, that's not really what these listings are. But it was funny because his mindset was he wanted the best deal and a good deal to have this positive cash flow. So obviously that's interesting. We've been talking about that. But that's not really what's out there right now. Yeah. You're lucky if you can get a little bit of cash flow, but you also have to put more into the deal, right? This isn't mm -hmm. a 25% down deal that you're getting positive cash flow. We're talking 35, 40% down. It's just going to require more yes. money. So then your issue is, is, is that worth it? Do I want to be the, the sucker that overpaid? Am I the last guy paying at the, at the top? But I would argue it. It's not the top anymore. Mm -mm. We've rounded the top. Hmm. Yeah, the money's out there. It just wants to, and I think that's what it. This survey indicates is a good deal means positive cash flow, at not exorbitant terms, right? Where I've got to come in with fifty percent down because you know put ninety percent down, you'll have positive cash flow, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it becomes a circus um, exercise from there. But I think what a lot of people mean is, I want to put as little little down little down as possible. To have cash flow. So Twenty five thirty. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? You want to yeah. go that next one, Chase? Well, well, no, let's talk about this a little bit further because here are my thoughts on it. And the survey here for the positive cash flow, that's what I'm getting from investors as well. Yeah. They want it to make sense in, in cash flow. And so when you talk about good deal, before this survey and before the rates went up and kind of crazy, in my mind, a good deal is you think about the purchase price, right? And you still think about that as well. But it's a good deal, according to the survey, is it the purchase price or is it the interest rate? Yeah. Right? And so a good deal for a lot of investors before the rates went up, when it was cash flowing, included a good interest rate or one that made sense. Yeah. 
So that I think they just go hand in hand. That's what I'm trying to say. Purchase yeah. price, cap rate in order to get the positive cash flow. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's ultimately what it comes down. It's that mentality of if I can get it to cash flow right now, then I'm happy. I mean, I've long maintained that when you're analyzing a deal, if the deal works today, then, and you know, you're, you're, you don't have some irresponsible leasing rate in there or some, something that's crazy, but that's, what's cool about buying a, a fourplex is that rate is fixed, right? You've locked in at least that portion of the downside, assuming we don't have some collapse in, in income or something like that, because You've got three paths forward if it works today. Number one, it works today and take the three year from now question. So in three years from now, if it works today, will you be happy that you did it? Yes. Probably so, right? In three years today, if the rates have gone up more, will be you be happy you did it? Yes. Probably so. In three years today, if rates are a lot lower or even a little bit lower, refi. And you'll be really happy that you did it. Um, that that's m- kind of shameless promotion, but I think it's true, right? When that's you where my mind goes when it comes to good deals is, would would I rather buy in the spring for let's say a fourplex for one point four million with a four percent cap rate? That probably cash flows, right? Yeah, maybe. Or would I rather buy right now a fourplex for a million bucks? Maybe it doesn't cash flow at the high sixes, seven, eight. If I could get it to maybe break even or minimum cash flow, I would much rather do the the second one. The low price. And then refi like you're saying. I think that's true. That's how I people, feel, but I don't think a lot of people are thinking that way. Well, because you can change your interest rate. You can't change what you paid. 100%. Yeah. So to me, that's the good deal. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't. If there's no cash flow, it's not a good deal for right. them anymore. And some people look at it and say, hey, I can do a cost seg on it. And so I don't really care if it's cash flowing because I'm going to make it up on the tax end of things. Like some people are okay with a negative cash flow knowing they are getting other benefits from purchasing the property. Yeah, it's up true. Front, yeah. Right? They can sit on it for a year and they're fine with that. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. Well, it's all it's all relative to you, right? It's that. Cash flow seems to be what most people are are after. And every financial advisor, every book about money and finance says you're not a market timer, right? I mean, how how often are you are you good at that? So I think if you were to apply that to this situation, if the deal has positive cash flow today, it, it fits in that box of it works. What do you know? You're not a market timer. If you sit there and say, well, it's going to get much, much better and then it doesn't, you lost all that time mm-hmm. of cash flow and having your money working for you in the market. Uh, if it does get better and you waited, congratulations, you were smart, I guess, and you knew what the market was going to do. But as I say that, you know, I, I realize how ridiculous it is. We don't know what the market's going to do. Hence my, my case that if it makes sense today, you know that. That's the one thing you can, you can build off of. Squirrel. Yeah. All right. Uh, do interest rates need to be at a certain level for you to invest? Um, or are you looking at cash flow regardless of interest rates? 93.8 said, I don't care where rates are at if a property cash flows. 
And then the remainder said, I need rates to come lower before I seriously consider investing. Interesting. Again, back to they just want the cash flow. Yeah. Um, this one is uh, crazy because the answers are everywhere. Do you have a target cap rate? If so, what is it? Um, the biggest answer we got, 16% of the people said no. <laughs> they don't have a target cap rate. But ever, um, a few others, I see some fives. I see some sixes. Um, depends on the deal, depends on the area. There's just a lot of depends. Um, one guy said 9%, one said 8, 8, 7, 5. And these are all just the random ones. One said whatever the prime interest rate is. They want that prime interest rate to be the same as their cap rate. I get mm -hmm. that. But there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I see, I see a fair amount of fives too. Oh, this one. 10% to even take a peek. Mm. Uh, we'll see. Wonder Maybe that guy's right. a genius, but I think he's going to be waiting for a while. Yeah. 10% plus. Well, let's go back to the one that said prime. He wants what the prime rate would be. So you were okay when it was 4% taking a four cap? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's a reflection of the fear and uncertainty. Right, because uh, think about yeah. it. When, when rates were still low, we were having people beat us up because they wanted higher cap rates. I mean, we had to try to get stuff. Yeah, that, that's just interesting. Yeah. I, it, I see why he's saying it, but I don't. No one was okay with that low of a cap rate. Yeah. Well, some of these people are saying, like this guy says, <laughs> 400 to 600 bips higher than the cost of funds. That's a big cap rate. Wow. Um, some some are just saying, I need it. This guy says two points above the cost of money. And I get that because right now it's flipped, right? John, our, our broker in Texas, just in his simple way of saying things said, yeah, it's tough to make these deals work when the interest rate's higher than the cap rate. Well said, right? That's been on its head for a while where the, your interest rate's been lower than the cap rate. And then for a while, it was just kind of the same. Yeah. So maybe that's where we're headed. I, I kind of think that, you know, because I'm a market timer, these things are going to come together, the high rate and the low cap. You're not going to see the rate tank to meet the cap. You're not going to see the cap skyrocket to meet the rate. They're going to inch towards one another as, as this uncertainty kind of subsides. What do you guys think? Yep, slow and steady. That'd be nice. I think, where is that happy medium? Six and a half? But who knows? Who knows? Six, six and a half? It, you know what it feels like eventually? Seven. It, that it's going to settle around the interest rate. Yeah. It's, and that that really was what was happening fives. for a while. Like, once you hit this equilibrium, yeah, maybe your cap rate's five and a half and you're borrowing at five and a half. I don't know. It's what it was doing before. The market always overreacts mm -hmm. and when we're in that right now, but we just don't know where it'll end. Yeah. Mm. Uh, target cash flow per door, once again, no was the most popular answer. They don't have a target cash flow per door. Uh, some of these people, yeah, and then a whole bunch of varieties of no and, and a lot of it depends, right, on the 
on the market. And then some fun ones like 500 bucks a door. Uh, yeah, 400 a door. Three, I, I think probably, you know what was really getting investors to move is a couple hundred bucks a door cash flow. Positive, true, end of the day, right? None of this net cap rate BS. I see a lot of people saying um, $100 a door on this thing. Wow. Yeah. This one says $700 after 80% financing. <laughs> All right. Maybe yeah. maybe that person will be laughing at us soon. I don't know. We, yeah. Well, that's interesting. A lot of this other of these other questions are not easy to to go through on a podcast. There, I ask people to write some things down about what their their thoughts were. But yeah, in, in general, it's they're they're worried about what's happening and and they're not sure. But the right deal gets them off the sideline, and the money is there to do it. It's true. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Uh, anything else to add on the survey, on our, on our groundbreaking research, guys? Not really. I just think it's a bunch of good information, um, some basic questions that gives us good feedback, and that's honestly what I'm seeing. So, yeah, thanks for putting that together. That's awesome. Just uh, one last thing to add. Um, I wrote this question in the context of we have a lot of investors that are in the middle of construction right now. And this is a painful time to be in the middle of construction, saying it as somebody who is, okay? I've got a lot of deals going right now. And when you have a construction loan out there, that's a floating rate that's moving around. We talked on one of the recent episodes about interest rate caps, and I'm sure glad we have those in place on some of these. You can't do it on smaller deals on fourplexes, but if you have a you know, at least a loan balance of $5 million, you can, you can take the devil you know and pay an interest rate cap premium. And anytime the rate floats above what you paid for, you get a wire from uh, the, the provider of the cap. So, but there's a lot of people under construction. Those rates are floating. It's especially painful because of shortages of material and logistics. That's not over yet. I really wish it was, but it's not. And so, you're dealing with a much higher interest cost than you expected and you don't see the finish line and, and people can't give you a very straight answer of where the finish line is. So what I told people in the survey, I said, Hey, look, it's, it's possible. I can't guarantee it because the majority of our clients that we work with have excellent credit and a lot of assets and they're very well qualified investors. Doesn't mean they don't, doesn't mean they like when things take too long or when rates are high, but they can weather that type of a storm. But I thought, you know what? Life happens, right? You lose your job, something happens. You're 70, 80% done with construction. Your interest costs are much higher than you thought. Would you need to get out of that deal? Would you be a distressed seller? And I asked all these people said, hey, if that kind of thing happens and, and we need all cash investors to come step in, are you interested? 96.9% interested. So it continues to, to make that case that the money is there. It's just waiting for the market to decide what it looks like. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, once again, make sure to follow us on um, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, TikTok, the value we add, right? You only have to say something remotely respectable and you're infinitely better than most of TikTok from what I've seen. I agree. Yeah. 
And we'll have Shara to do a little dance for us on it. Yes. No, we'll get and our from, kids to come do a dance for us. <laughs> the Chinese have been spying on the Bill Durant show because they want our groundbreaking Bill Durant secrets. Yeah. That's my theory. Okay. Everybody, thanks again. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Build to Rent podcast. You are now just a few clicks away from joining our community of Build to Rent investors. All you have to do is follow our show on Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can also watch this episode and more by subscribing to the Build to Rent podcast on YouTube. The information presented in this podcast is general in nature. Nothing in this presentation should be construed as financial advice or recommendations for any particular situation. The hosts are only licensed to provide advice and services in the states where they are specifically licensed. And listeners should seek the advice from an appropriately licensed professional in the area where they invest. The examples presented in this presentation are for illustration only, and no guarantee that similar results can be achieved, since the facts, circumstances, and participants are all different.